1: SEN summer Brecky. it's just gone 7.04am here in Sydney. Wednesday the 31st of January, SEN 1170am here in Sydney. We're in the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. It's Trent Copeland and Michael Kariannis. Boys are back. Monday, February the 12th, Super Bowl day. The boys are back in town after a hiatus. It's felt like it's gone on for about two years. (laughs) Boys all around the world, travelling, doing all sorts of things. Can't wait for them to be back. We had... Joel and Fletch back on the air yesterday. Matty White's been back for a little while. And Jimmy Smith back too, throwing sledges right, left, right, and center. Uh, still to come, MC, you're going to get into a few of your NRL players under pressure. We're going to have Rabbitoh CEO, Blake Solly, and former Aussie skipper, Tim Payne, SEN Tassie's own. Uh, I'm very interested to hear his thoughts on how the test summer played out. He had some opinions on a few ex-players, shouting from the rooftops about the West Indies and trying to cheer them over the line about the West Indies winning at the Gabba, which will be interesting. But off the top here, we're going to talk about Ryan Pappenhausen, and he was on Nine News last night. MC, before I get to you, uh, this is really interesting audio. He started off by revealing he paid for a trip back to the United States to work with Bill Knowles out of his own pocket to give back to the club.
0: The Storm had been paying me for 12 months and I hadn't played a game, so I thought I might use a bit of the money to go fix myself up. Coming back after my knee from Bill, the amount of confidence he gave me and, and reassurance, I thought, you know what, even though I'll be confident with my ankle and I know I'll get back from it, I just want that clarity around, OK, I can move the same way. I think I was a bit overwhelmed with emotion. Disappointment. Not again. Who have I let down? I think visually just seeing my foot that way probably probably didn't help. There is luck. Without a doubt, there's luck in every part of life, but. I feel like the harder you work, you're going to put yourself in a picture for that luck to find you. And that word luck, you're due for some good luck. Yeah, I'm due for some good luck. Hopefully it turns.
1: So when can we expect to see Ryan Pappenhausen back in the NRL? Uh, I think I might be playing a trial game. So I don't know which trial game it is, but yeah, beauty. Pappenhausen on his social media yesterday also putting up a photo (laughs) uh, of, you know, laying in bed and all of the messages that he's been getting is, uh, hey, bro, can I pick you in my super coach team? Hey, bro, when are we going to have you back? Can you me stop to messaging you? him? <laughs> leave <laughs> oh, the bloke nah. alone. Seriously, that is one thing I will never do. Hey, are you going to play this weekend? Can you help me with some late mail? I might ask you that, but I wouldn't <laughs> ask a player.
0: I may have asked some coaches about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Inside insider
1: knowledge that you then wouldn't share, no doubt, for the best interest of your own super coach team. But Ryan Pappenhausen, yeah. hopefully this is the year where, I mean, no one doubts the ability because this guy is, you know, as exciting to watch as anyone out there in the game. And he can genuinely be, you know, a, a guy that can score three tries in any game, including mm. origin, uh, if given the opportunity. But health, hopefully... Is coming his way. If we want rewind the clock back to that injury, and
0: it was one of the most gut wrenching things I've seen on the footy field, um, mm. because of what Ryan Papenhuis has been through, what he's come back from, and it just watching it, I just felt flat. I, I really, I just yeah. like very few moments on a footy field that I can recall. You know, we've had some serious issues, obviously with Alex McKinnon, which was horrific. Um, Corey Hadouir and Ida uh, earlier in the last year as well was a, a really, really scary moment. And then watching Pappenhausen look at his leg and his foot and you just knew that this was yeah. another long-term injury. And yeah, it, it was horrible to hear him with that interview with Zach Bailey then. You can you can hear in his voice, it, it, there's a perkiness in his voice. There's an excitement. There's, um, you know, obviously he would have... Had doubts whether he could come back or, or what that may be, but he sounds like the paps that set the competition uh, alight and won a Clive Churchill and all these sort of things and burst onto the scene. And if it wasn't for some injuries, would have played Origin by now and and the like. Mm. So um, I, I think that was a really positive interview and to hear that he's dipped into his own pocket because he he sense a, a, a a guilt and that's that's been a theme for Pappenhausen and Tom Trebovich as well a sense of guilt for their inability not to perform for what they're getting paid for at, at super high levels. And it's no, through no fault of their own. And it's a a string of bad luck. And you just hope those two can play 20 plus games because they're excitement machines. They're awesome ambassadors for the game and they're so important to their sites.
1: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And genuinely when playing the game, huge smile on the face. Yeah. Great for the fans really engaged on social media. Seems one of those guys that everyone wants to root for. Mm. Time for MC's players under pressure. Let's start with the Dragons.
0: Yeah, so you you look at the Dragon side and, you know, if there are any hope of doing anything this year, it's going to be off the back of Ben Hunt. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to look at young Terrell Sloan at, at fullback. He's now played 36 games. Um, he, he's 21 and he, he spent this off season being challenged by coach Shane Flanagan. Um, to develop a a tougher edge. Um, There's no doubt in Sloan's game, you you look at the way he plays and he's just so brilliant with the football and he can do some things that you go, okay, this guy's got tremendous upside and you just want him to um, find his his groove consistently because he could be a game changer for the Dragons. Where he needs to work is off the ball. Uh, And that's um, defensively organizing the defensive patterns, his collision... Um, when returning the ball, going in for a, a loose ball or a bouncing ball or um, whatever the case may be. And if he can find that, I think he's got some upside to be a tremendous fullback and a a real player that can lead this dragon side out of the uh, the dumps of where, where they're sitting at the moment to become a, a top eight hope long-term. Not not in 2024, but yeah. um, if, if they can find a way to ignite Tyrell Sloan he he's just a, a talented player off yeah. contract as well David Riccio had um a story in uh, in the paper over the last couple of days saying that they're about to start renegotiations with him which which is great um but uh, you know Sloan untapped talent we've seen glimpses of it Yep. Um. if he can find a way to, to put that all together, I think he's he's got a real opportunity to be a, a decade-long fullback for the Dragons in a position that they just haven't found any continuity since really, you know, Ben Hornby had a long stint there. Darius Boyd had successful three years there. But since then they just haven't found someone to, to play week in, week out there.
1: Yeah. Flashes of Matt Dufty over the years as well. Yeah. It's yeah. You're absolutely right. He's an enigma. you see the upside you see the talent and you're thinking to yourself every time a mistake is made or you know (laughs) in a big moment that in the wrong position or not covering where he should be in defense things like that or drops a high ball it's it's frustrating because you know you could like I'm just speaking from a fan's point of view not Mm. an expert by any means but you can you watch and you can see this guy could be anything
0: yeah and Shane Flanagan knows that and you know, he, he sustained an injury in, in the Curry knockout, which delayed um, Flanagan's plans for him. And it was all about mental toughness and, and building some resilience because, you know, there's, there's sometimes you, you watch him go into contact and it's, it's very rare to see a first grader hesitate in contact. Yeah. Sloan did that at times. Mm. You know, and if Shane's one of his greatest tests is getting the best out of Sloan. Yeah. And showing that improvement, I'm going to be really interested to see how he performs in the trials games. There's been suggestions that he's, he's going to swap at times, potentially Zach Lomax, and they're going to switch positions. And maybe that will be enough to take some pressure off him um, as he builds and, and, and finds a way. And it's always hard for a young player um, to to come into a struggling side. And that's what he's been faced with, you know. Um, but Ben Hunt's there. Kyle Flanagan is, is there to help direct the team around. So he should just be able to run. And if they can try and find a way to get into some open space with, with Sully and, and, and Lomax, then they've got a little bit of strike there, the Dragons. But Sloan, I hope he does well because he's got all the talent and the Dragons really need him to perform. Yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. Uh, you've been doing this since when did you start? The start of the week? Was it Monday? Yeah, I think that you did last the first one? week, maybe. Maybe last week. Um, we need to do the Warriors. You've spoken about the Dragons at length. Uh, we spoke about them a little bit yesterday with Roman Faitala Mariner, but the Warriors. I'm I'm really interested to see who you pick here because mm. there's a few candidates. Yeah, I, I've gone for on, on a guy at the other end of career, his career is
0: Roger tuivasa shek for for multiple reasons. Mm. There's no doubt, like Roger was one of my favourite players to watch when when he came when when he was playing um, for the Warriors. Obviously started at the Roosters, but when he was at the Warriors and you know helped really was a one man show at times for for that side won a daily M and was one of the competition's best players made that switch um, to the all blacks and, and just didn't have the success that, that he would have wanted. Um, but players coming back from a different coat, always take some time to find their feet. Not only that, he's going to play a different position. So he's going to play in the centers. And I like that call from Andrew Webster to give chance, Nicole Cooks, that, that number one Jersey cause he deserved it. And um, he was outstanding last year for the Warriors, but Coming into a Warriors side off the back of success, uh, off the back of not playing league for, you know, almost two years, off the back of switching positions, there's a lot there for Roger to unpack. Yeah. Um, but if they can get him, for I don't have the Warriors in my eight, which was a tough. Really. Call. I, it was a tough call, right? Because I was I was looking at sides to to get in and and get out, and I found they were
1: they were really tough, right? So one of the hottest teams in the league. To finish last year, they yeah. were on a heater. Yeah. And everyone, if you didn't go
0: for, if your side was out of the eight, you were cheering for the Warriors. Yeah. Because they were just the, the feel-good story of, of last season. So it's, yeah, if they make the eight, I'm not going to be surprised. So th- th- they were a tough one From I had them and the Raiders outside the eight. The Raiders were easy for me to not to put in the eight. Yeah. And I think I had South and Manly in uh, from sides that um, had to – drop out of, uh, make way for last season. So, um, but yeah, Roger Tulvasashek comes into a side that there's expectation on them now and the expectation of, you know, there hasn't been a lot of negative movement for them. They brought Capewell in and they've brought Tulvasashek in. Yeah. So their expectation is that they're going to improve. The Warriors playing with the expectation is not something they've done well in the past. Um, Sean Johnson, I doubt he can play any better than he did last season. If he can get to that level again or even get near that level. That'll be a major win for the Warriors. But, yeah, I think um, Roger heading into that role, he's one of the, you know, him and Sean Johnson are the faces of rugby league in New Zealand. So there's that expectation. So um, I think that's why Roger um, coming back into the game will have have a a bit of pressure on him. Yeah,
1: fair call. So we've had Roger Tuavasa-Shek for the Warriors, Terrell Sloan for the Dragons. We had a text come in on the Edgewater Homes text line, 0457 736 736. Firstly, what do you guys think about these players under pressure? Give us your opinions too. MC, surely there's pressure on Kyle Flanagan as well. There is, but there's a different type of pressure on on Kyle, I guess,
0: because, you know, Kyle doesn't have the upside of Sloan. You know, Sloan, I I think, can be a genuine superstar if he can piece it all together. Uh, Flanagan's role is going to be simplistic in a way. He's going to you know, kick and, and, and try and take some organizational pressure off Ben Hunt, but he's not going to be a game changer. Like I think Sloan can be.
1: Yeah. Fair call. Fair call. What do you think? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is the open line. We've been talking all sorts of players under pressure within the NRL. We're going to talk to Rabbitohs CEO, Blake Solly, not long after eight o'clock and former Australian captain, Tim Payne as well. Sorry, Blake Solly before eight o'clock. Mm. Um, we're going to, Talk about a lot of sports this morning. We've got the Australian Cricket Awards coming tonight. The ODI Series kicks off. Uh, Less than 30,000 fans expected at the MCG for the ODI Series opener. Uh, Australia versus the West Indies at at the MCG. That's on Friday. And when you think about ODI cricket, I mean... A long time ago, we're talking 20, 30 years, there used to be 70,000 plus at the MCG every time Australia played a game there. Where do ODIs sit for you? And that's a question for you, the listener mm. as well. Um, tell us what you think because 30,000 fans, I think sits about right with me Yeah, because of context, because it's the West Indies away from home. I think if we're playing India or Pakistan with a huge so expat, a growing South Asian population, particularly in Melbourne and Sydney, you would get forty to 50,000 every time India or Pakistan walk onto the field. And does it matter in terms of where they schedule it, in terms of summer
0: as well? Because now we're at the end of the cricket season a little bit, so there's a little bit more fatigue in terms of um, the general public who, who, who are watching it. You know, they've they've stumped up for test cricket, they've stumped up for Big Bash. You know, if it's at the start of, the Summer, and we haven't had a lot of cricket, then maybe the excitement levels are there. But you know, no doubt it's right what you're saying, copes, in terms of windies aren't a draw card. Australia's not playing a full strength side either, don't forget. Yeah. Um, we, with a lot of big guns out, obviously, no more David Warner who will put bums on seats as well. I one day I, I'm a traditionalist and you know, I'll go test one, one day two, and and um. T twenty three in terms of my order of preference in terms of watching and um uh watching cricket. So but I think a thirty thousand crowd's still decent.
1: Yeah, I'm interested in your opinion. One 01170, 0457, 736, 736. Where does ODI cricket fall in the pecking order? Big bash, T twenty internationals, test cricket. Uh very interested to see what the turnout is on Friday. We'll ask Tim Payne where he sits. On that topic, as well as the Australian Cricket Awards tonight, the Alan Border Medal and the Belinda Clark Medal. Who will win those? Uh, I didn't ask you before what your tips were. Before we get into mine a little later, who who are you thinking might win those awards? I was going to be guided by you a little bit. Okay. Um, if You don't have a formula. No, because
0: you are the the expert on on this. So I'll um I'll pick apart your choice tomorrow after you make the wrong one.
1: No doubt. Uh, ben <laughs> Horne is Mitchell Marsh at the top of the list with Usman Khawaja. And then Belinda Clark medal, Elise Perry and Ash Gardner at the top of the list there as well. Uh, a couple more texts. Pedro the Rooster says, I reckon Kyle will be the perfect foil to free Hunt to do what we all know he can do. It's an interesting point. Uh, Frank says, Nico Hines under pressure, has not cut it at rep level yet and hasn't won a final for the Sharks. Big pressure, Frank, mm. the Shark Tank. Interesting points. There's a, a great segment there. NRL players under pressure from MC. <laughs> well done, mate. Yep, you, you bring it every day. Uh, and yeah, not bad today. Oh, thanks. Terrell Sloan, Roger Tuovasa-Shek. There's plenty more to talk about. After the break, we're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Stay with us. In just a moment, we've got Hammy Goodman from Sportsbet. He's going to hone in on some of the Taylor Swift Super Bowl markets. You won't want to miss that, particularly you, Charles. Calling me. Open up my eager eyes, I'm Mr. SEN, Summer Brecky, Trent Copeland and Michael Carianis with you this morning. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers MC. Text line has been lining up all morning, 0457 736 736. Roll through a couple.
0: Yeah, a bit of instant reaction to where does the ODI rank in terms of your your preference in cricket. Where well, Acmobile Motelia says, I think ODIs still have their place, but here in Australia they need to be a weekend-only product. In today's society, people won't pay full price to see half a game. That's an interesting point with work, everyone basically mm. back at work, school back. So that definitely does have an impact on the
1: crowd as well. Yeah. The start time being 2 o'clock or mm. 2.20 as opposed to, you know, 7 o'clock for a yeah.
0: 2.20. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Good point. Um, there you go, Trent. This is from the Shellhaven Doctor. Poor crowd at the one days in Melbourne. More reason why the AB medal should be based solely on test matches. Does anyone remember who won the last one day or T20 series against the West Indies? Irrelevant.
1: I mean, I remember who won the World Cup. Yeah. That's for sure. And yep. that wasn't that long ago, inclusive of this year, and I think that needs to be a part of it. So that as, just as a counter to that argument, I think you can't not reward the best players during a World Cup win mm. in India against India, things like that. And so, I don't
0: know if crowds should come into play either.
1: Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, it's all about performance. Uh, love those texts flying in. Thank you, the Shoalhaven Doctor, and plenty others, 0457 736 736. Time now to speak to Hammy Goodman from Sportsbet make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. Good morning, Hammy, how are you going? Very well, boys, very well. Uh,
2: look, the, the big news of Sportsbet over the last um, 24 hours is uh, we've got some special markets around the Super Bowl, which have gone live around um, Taylor Swift. Now, if you're a Swifty like Charles in the studio there, or, or MC, I mean, these are the markets for you. Um, so, so you ready for me to eat you with a couple of Swifty markets? <laughs> Let's go. All right. So, uh, the, the one that's probably been the most popular uh, with the punters has been the over under number of times Taylor Swift will be shown on the broadcast. <laughs> now, the line's been set at five and a half, and I can tell you the over has been absolutely smashed. It was around $2.15 yesterday into $1.62 this yeah. morning. Uh, the Unders will get you $2.15. But look, I can't see them showing it less than five and a half times. I wouldn't have thought on the day. We've got other markets as well. Will she be shown during the National Anthem? Uh, $1.53 there. Will the Super Bowl MVP mention Taylor in their speech? <laughs> we'll get you 5 bucks. Will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor at the Super Bowl? We'll get you $6 as well. So look, we've got markets coming out of our ears. That uh, is great. Swift. Uh, and if you boys or any of your listeners have any Taylor Swift markets, I can try and take him away and look to get him priced up before uh, before the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks.
0: Who she'll sit next to?
2: That's not a bad one.
0: Brittany That's Mahomes, one. Leave
1: that
2: with
0: Mrs. Me. Kelsey. Mm. Yep. Jason Kelsey. Yep.
1: Well, I mean, it? not he, a bad one. Are we? Are we absolutely positive that she'll get mm. there from Tokyo? She'll Amy. get there.
2: She will be there. She'll be there. And uh, she's got a backup about two or three days later in Australia, I think, as well. So, yeah. busy yeah. schedule for Tay Tay, but um, she'll be there, you would have thought. And uh, the uh, Taylor Swift Super Bowl Hub is the place to find all that on the Sports bet Oh,
1: I love that, to be honest. It, and, you know, why would you bet the unders? Because I, I saw yesterday on uh, Front Office Sports uh, on socials that she's brought, and this is through a marketing agency and research through the States a combined total of about $350 million of brand equity to the Chiefs and the NFL. I mean, why wouldn't you show her on broadcast? Why wouldn't you? That's- yeah, it's magic what she's doing.
2: That's almost as much value as you've brought the summer of cricket. Hey,
1: what? I've already copped it from Jimmy Smith uh, in the last couple of days. That that sort of level of humour doesn't fly here, mate. no, we're
2: loving your work, Trim. We're loving your work.
1: Good man, Hammy. What about the Asian Cup? We just heard this morning that the Socceroos are going to play South Korea in the quarterfinals. What are our chances there?
2: Yeah, well, if you think Australia uh, can lift the cup in the Asian Cup, uh, where you're getting six bucks for Australia uh, to go all the way, three dollar outsiders though in our game against South Korea on Saturday, they're two dollars forty. Um, so let's go Socceroos. The game tonight, Japan, pretty warm favourites. They're the favourites to win the tournament as well. Dollar sixteen, Bahrain, fifteen bucks. So a little bit of Asian Cup action overnight as well.
1: Love your work, Hammy. Love your work as always. What's on the rest of the day at Sportsbet?
2: Oh, that's it for me now. Feed up, I think, and just uh, just enjoy the day. Uh, no, with, uh, <laughs> yeah, good. I, 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 done. I, no, no. I, to be honest with you, I'm going in I've got a few meetings regarding planning my next junket off to Las Vegas uh, around minus one. So go and, uh, go and get a bit of that organized this morning.
0: Hammy, before you go, we've got a few texts here um, around the Taylor Swift market. Usher, to make yep. reference to her at halftime, obviously Usher's... Um, performing at halftime, or maybe Taylor on the stage at half time.
2: Yep. Okay. Leave Leave both of those with me, MC. I might uh, I might come back and report back tomorrow on how we're going with those ones.
1: Would you like some more that we have from the listeners here?
2: Mate, flicking through. Get Get Ben to fire him through. Little, uh, <laughs> I'll I'll do my best.
1: <laughs> Love your work, Hammy. Have a great day at Bet. Have,
2: have a good one, boys. Bye.
1: Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Thanks, Vanessa. Brecky here at SEN and is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We've got a few great texts coming in for Hammy Goodman from Sportsbet. Uh, this one from Dan. What are the odds of Tay-Tay holding an ultrasound picture with a due date? They'd be juicy. I don't I don't <laughs> know, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, you mentioned the morning usher to make reference at halftime. That's from Cameron. Uh, wardrobe malfunction for ta- Taylor. Try. Oh. Well, that's from Frank the Shark Tank. I, I don't know whether she's going to be – she'll be rugged up You know, sitting in a box, you know, maybe on stage. That's not happening, is it? No. Oh, Jason Kelsey around. You don't know what could happen. (laughs) That's true. Jason Kelsey's wardrobe malfunction. (laughs) That's more likely. (laughs) Uh, If you're just waking up, here's some of what's making the news. At the football desk this morning, we've got live EPL and women's Champions League action this morning. We have Nottingham Forest against Arsenal at nil all. That's after 47 minutes. In the first half of Luton Town v Brighton, Luton leading 3-0 there. Fulham and Everton nil all at time. Crystal Palace and Sheffield United 2-all in the first half, 34 minutes in. Aston Villa and Newcastle nil all after 20 minutes. Your team, the Toon. Newcastle, big supporter. Obviously, you're following that closely this morning. Nervous as. <laughs> Who, who's your team? Man United, mate. Fair enough. Has been. I got a jersey when I was a kid, uh, and there have been ever since. Been profitable. Yeah. Been, not bandwagon, but have been there for a long time. through. Roosters, of Man
0: United. You support all
1: the teams that everyone loves. Mm, everyone loves, yeah. <laughs> You said that through gritted teeth. Uh, Mitch Marsh shaping up as the hot favourite to take out his first Alan Border medal tonight. Now, I'm not sure that I'm in line with that theory. We'll ask Tim Payne uh, what he thinks. He's going to join the show after 8 o'clock. Elise Perry and Ash Gardner are said to be battling it out for the Belinda Clark medal. And we've been talking all morning about Wayne Bennett throwing his hat into the ring for the vacant New Zealand coaching gig. We've been asking... Should your fellow countrymen and women from Australia be coaching against Australia? And MC was talking about that this morning. If you missed MC's opinion or our chat on that, check it out on the podcast. Cricket legend Imran Khan has been sentenced to 10 years in prison in Pakistan for leaking state secrets. He's been fighting dozens of cases since he was ousted from power in 2022. Uh, Fewer than 30,000 people expected to turn out the MCG on Friday for the first ODI between Australia and the Windies. Uh, We're asking this morning where the ODIs rank on the cricket pecking order, uh, whether it's Big Bash or ODIs or tests, where you sit on that. Did you give your opinion on that? Uh, if, If I'm ranking it, I think it's, at the moment for me, test cricket first. I think World Cup 50 over stuff falls next Mm -hmm. but bilateral series like this um you know i think it's at the bottom of the pecking order at the moment and something needs to be looked at on the priorities um there's a text here from the black stump eel when i was a kid my parents drove me six hours to sydney to go to an odi because they were a 2 p.m start on a saturday city people won't attend and the kids and families in the bush can't uh, because we work all week. Wake up. It's not rocket science. Why play them midweek? It's a good call, particularly
0: around this period. If they were in the holiday period, I've got no issue with them being played midweek. But now with kids back at school, most people um, back at work, it, it makes... And you've just had a break. So it's a bit hard Yeah, bit hard sell to try and, and
1: get another day off work. Yeah. Hey, do you mind if I just miss another Friday? Yeah. Uh, you can text us on the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736. 736 Edgewater Homes Mortgage Fund, up to $1,500 a month off your home loan. T's and C's apply. That text number 0457 736 736. It's been good this morning. Lots of opinions coming in. Um, we'll get to plenty more of those after the break. We're here for Brydon's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Stay with us. In just a moment, we'll chat to South Sydney Rabbitohs CEO, Blake Solly. SEN Summer Brecky, Trent Copeland and Michael Carianis with you. Just gone 7.44 a.m. here in Sydney. Then there's lots of stories that we've been talking about this morning. We've had some great reaction on the text line 0457 736 736. And get to us on the open line 1300 01 1170. Time now to talk a bit of rugby league with Blake Solly, South Sydney Rabbitohs CEO with the Vegas trip on the horizon. Blake, good morning to you.
3: Good morning, Trent. Good morning, Michael.
1: How are things going in terms of the plans for Vegas? It's a, it's one of those things that it feels like it's been talked about for eight months and we're almost there. How are things coming along?
3: Yeah, it's, it feels like it's been talked about for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> we're less than three weeks away from boarding the plane to LA and then San Diego. So um, it's come along very quick. Look, I think the plans are um, in good shape. We had a very good meeting with Peter and Andrew last week and raised some of the challenges we were facing and they've done a good job in addressing some of them, particularly around the visas for for the players and making sure that the best players can get on the field for round one in Las Vegas and um, helping us with some of the other uh, details that we just needed around training grounds in Vegas. And, um, travel schedule. So I think now from the four clubs point of view, we're ready to go and we just want to make sure that the event is as good as it can be.
0: Blake, what clarity have the NRL given? Uh, I think it was recently as, as yesterday, there was probably another phone hookup between the CEOs and the NRL. Where's, where's that out in terms of clarity for, for visas? And uh, are they a hundred percent confident that everyone will be able to play around one?
3: Uh, I wouldn't say they're a hundred percent confident, but they're very confident. They, um, have helped us um, with the application process. They're going to expedite um, the visits to the US consulate for any players who um, need to get a visitor visa rather than just entering under an ESTA. So um, from that respect, they've, they've put their shoulders to the wheel and given us every indication that uh, the players will all be able to get visas. Their initial advice is they don't think that any player should be denied entry into the US at this stage. So um, we've just got to follow the process that the NRL will sit down and, and hopefully get uh, the boys their visas as soon as possible.
1: It, with regard to when you actually land in Vegas, Blake, can you give us some insight on, we obviously know that the game will go ahead, you know, it, on the field, but what's it like in terms of from arrival into Vegas? What is the lead up, the facilities you'll be using? Do you have a high performance facility, like a college football place that you're going to be using? Can you give us some insight there?
3: Yeah, um, we do our acclimatisation camp in San Diego. I think the Broncos and the Roosters are in LA and Vegas um, is hosting the Sea Eagles. So we'll get to Vegas, I think, on the Wednesday before the game. We'll train on the Thursday at this stage. We're scheduled to use the uh, Vegas Raiders facility and the UFC gym. I think all clubs are using the UFC gym through the partnership with the NRL. And there's a host of uh, promotional activity on um, over those three days as well. So when the players are um, training, the the rest of the club will be out and about and singing the gospel of uh, rugby league in Vegas. So there's a fan day um, down at Fremont Street on the Thursday. Um, There's a corporate lunch on the Friday. There's a uh, sports management, sports business conference on the Friday morning as well that the NRL are hosting. So I think from that point of view, we're trying to make sure that uh, there's as much activity during the course of that week to talk about rugby league both on and off the field and sell the game to the US market.
0: Aside from visas, which is obviously a a big obstacle, is there anything left that that needs to be sorted before you guys hop on a plane in in a couple of weeks' time? Uh,
3: Not really. I think there's some uh, ins and outs around the hotel and um, the training venues that just need to be finalised. But um, again, I think this is such a huge undertaking, taking four clubs to the US for a game. There's always going to be um, some issues like that Uh, at this stage. I think anyone who's ever been involved with an international touring team We'll say the same thing. Um, it's when you get on the ground and everything settles that you kind of find out all of the detail. But we're going to do as much, going do as, much as we can to get as much detail finalised. But it, really, it's only um, dotting I's and crossing T's now. And it's all about making sure that we use the next three weeks in Australia and our um, trial games to get the team in the best shape they can for heading over to the U.S.
0: How have the players, I'm assuming there's a sense of excitement from the players now, you probably haven't been asked as many questions from the playing group before about updates around Vegas?
3: Yes, yeah, they're pretty excited, I think there's probably a few of them that are nervous, they just want to get on that plane and um, and in some ways it's it's added a bit of intensity to I suspect all four clubs, pre-seasons, right? Everyone wants to get on that plane and play in that round one game and um, and represent the club and represent the game on a big stage. So it certainly added a bit of intensity and a bit of excitement to our pre-season. And likewise, off the field, we've had a lot of our members and our fans and supporters and corporate partners really interested in going over and booking their tickets and booking their flights. So um, Peter says it's, I think, the um, most high-profile initiative he's ever been involved in, and it certainly feels like that on a day-to-day basis at the club too.
0: On the field, not the way you wanted to finish last season. What are, are areas have have the coaching staff identified to try and and get you guys back into that top eight?
3: Yeah, it was it was a disappointing finish. There's no doubt about that. And um, one of the um, I suppose the, the benefits of it is it gave us a full preseason for the first time in six years. We've made uh, five prelims in a grand final in the in the run up to uh, the 2023 season and. This year, we actually had the opportunity to have all our players back when pre-season started uh, in previous years with Grand Finals, Prelims and International Series. We haven't had some guys like Damien Cook or Latrell Mitchell back until January. Um, they were back at the start of November. So one of the things that the coaching staff, um, and particularly led by Jason, were keen to know with our pre-season, we wanted to make sure that the players were as fit, uh, strong and fast as they could be coming into Round 1. And with a full pre-season, we're pretty confident we've been able to do that. Um, so... That was one real positive we had to take out of what was otherwise a disappointing 2023. We got the players an opportunity to give them their best preparation they've had, some of them in their whole time at the club.
1: What about the arrival of Jack Whiten, mate? It's obviously hugely reported, hugely significant with the club in terms of recent movements. He's about as big as it gets in terms of coming from the Raiders to the Rabbitohs. What are you seeing from him in pre-season, but also the optimism of what he can bring to the team for 2024?
3: Yeah, you only have to look at what Jack achieved at the Raiders and, and his contribution to that club to know what he brings. He's a competitor on the field. He's a, a leader off it. Um, we were very lucky in some ways to sign him, and he was ready for a change after um, you know a massive contribution a long time in Canberra and uh, came to us. And I think speaking to guys like Campbell Graham, Cameron Murray, Luttrell and Cody before we signed him, they said that, he would bring a lot, not only on the field, but his um, composure and his leadership off it and everything that we've seen from him in the preseason has stacked up with their their, their um, assessment of him b- before we signed him. He just brings so much to the club. He's a very decent person, family man off it, off the field and um, an absolute competitor on it. And um, we can't wait to
0: see him on the field in that round three game against the Roosters at Allianz. And just finally, Blake, G.I., Greg Inglis, in the West Tigers colours. How, how does that make <laughs> make you feel?
3: Oh, it was a bit of a shock, but to be fair, Greg uh, hasn't um, done any full time work for us since 2020. He's been around the club. And, and look at Richo and Greg share a very close relationship, and I can understand why Richo would want to get um, Greg in to mentor and assist Jerome. He's um, a hell of a, a player, Jerome. He's clearly developing. And um, like any young player, where you can get an ex player or a great like Greg into help mentor them and help them develop. It's a good idea, and, and I'm sure Greg will make a big contribution at the Tigers, just like he did on the field and off the field at South.
1: Blake, uh, thanks so much for your time this morning. South Sydney Rabbit CEO. you've got a few passports to get stamped before <laughs> you can absolutely sit back and enjoy, but it's going to be a hell of a ride the next couple of weeks. I hope it all goes well.
3: No, thanks, Trent, and Thanks, Michael, and thanks for having me on the show.
1: Pleasure, mate. Thanks for joining us.